Hello and welcome back to the next iteration podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and hopefully, you know, your new year is going super well. But you know what could make your new year go even better? Journaling. Today's episode is going to focus on the habit of journaling and hopefully by the end of this we'll have convinced you that it's a really easy habit to pick up that can have a ton of benefits for you and it's something that you should incorporate into your life. So yeah, without further ado, let's get started. You are now listening to the Next Iteration Podcast with your hosts Fuad and Damien. If you liked the episode, follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Our website was built by Face Solutions, logo designed by Charmeni, and music by Wonderly Music. We hope you enjoy the episode. Happy New Year, everybody good folks tuning in. Welcome to the new approved uh, Next Iteration podcast. So today we're going to be talking about one of the things that we've actually discussed quite a few times on the podcast and something that we tout as one of the single most important habits that you can cultivate in order to improve your life just across the board. And as the title would imply, that is journaling. So Fouad, as I understand it, you were, uh, you were bragging to me about how you had a sick quote, so I would love to hear that right now. Oh man, there's a lot of pressure on me. You know, I just Google searched this in like three seconds and uh, I came up with it. No, I'm joking. I I very very stringently vetted a ton of different quotes just to find this one for you. <laughs> Love that. Um, it's from a it's from a very famous podcaster, Tim Ferriss. Um, and the quote is, "I don't journal to be productive. I don't do it to find great ideas or to put down prose I can later publish. The pages aren't intended for anyone but me. It's the most cost effective therapy I've ever found." And I think this just kind of, this quote, the reason I chose it is it kind of encapsulates um, a lot of the, you know, stigma behind journaling and, you know, some of the things that prevent people from getting started. They're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not a writer. I don't, you know, need to write every day. Um, you know, I don't uh, do it to find great ideas and things like that. But really, at the end of the day, journaling is a habit that is most effective when it's done for yourself and yourself only. Um, and obviously, you know, you can later use that prose for anything you want, uh, but journaling is perhaps one of the best tools you can utilize in order to kind of really go through that self-reflection and do that self-therapy. And that's what we'll be focusing on today mm -hmm. with obviously a discussion of kind of the other benefits of journaling as well. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> journaling and I just want to say like writing by extension is it's like mm -hmm. weightlifting for your brain. You know, it's like that's the mental exercise that you got to engage analogy. in. Yeah, in order to um, see the 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 benefits of it and the benefits of writing is just greater clarity of thought and i would like to think improved critical thinking skills as well mm -hmm. to write is really to think and once you when you start journaling um don't don't get in your own way because a lot of people you know they we want to be able to see that the best versions of ourselves and this is something that I struggled with uh, when I started writing in the beginning too. I would constantly be editing as I'm writing. So it would be kind of like a stop and start, stop and start type of process. Mm. And it's not an effective way to do things because first of all, you're, you're preventing certain ideas from being born um, by limiting basically the artist. So like let the mm. artist do its thing and then the editor can come in afterwards and um, kind of course correct a bit. 
But yeah. once you're able to do that, you can see just exactly how you think, especially when you stop editing as you're writing. You'll just see it'll be a stream of consciousness from your brain to the pen to the page. And it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see how you think about things. A lot of people, I think, you know, they they just imagine or tell themselves that, you know, I don't need to write like that. You know, I just do all my thinking like in my head or they'll tell themselves some kind of similar, um, some similar truth to themselves. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the problem with that is that we are overly generous with ourselves. There are a lot of gaps oh, yeah. in our thinking that we don't even realize until we're forced to expand on them. And that's when we start to realize that, you know, as an individual, you might consider yourself a, a powerful thinker, maybe. But once you start writing things down, that's when you start to to realize like, oh, maybe I need a bit of work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many thoughts from what you said. First off, I love the distinction between... Um, you know, you the editor and you the artist. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what a lot of people don't realize is nothing that's written that you read on the internet or you know in a book or anything is purely written. Like, it's been it's been edited by multiple people, not just one person. Like, probably dozens of times, right? And so, I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves, like when they're first writing, to be like, oh, you know, well, this is shit compared to things I I read. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, you're not a professional writer. Second off. It doesn't need to be professionally written to be valid, right? To be a re- reflection of your thoughts. And third off, obviously, you're not publishing this. And if you were to publish it, you, you could go through rounds and rounds of edits. And I think that's something like school kind of enforced on us. Because, you know, when you submit an essay, you get one crack at it. You don't really get like an in-class essay, for example. Yeah. You don't get chances to edit it and things like that. You know, if you're doing an essay within two hours, you got to be quick. You got to, you know, express yourself perfectly every time. If you're writing a pen, you know, it's super ugly to use whiteout and whatever. But, uh... Obviously, you know, you can use digital tools and things like that these days. And and I think there is an important distinction to be made because you really do want to preserve that artistry and that, you know, stream of consciousness type of thought because that's when journaling is the most effective. And I think that one thing that helps me a lot or one, you know, kind of habit that helps me a lot with journaling um, and preventing myself from getting in the mindset of editing as I write mm-hmm. is giving myself a hard time limit. So if I give myself a very short, you know, five to 15 Uh, time limit span then what ends up happening is if i spend too much time thinking about what i'm saying i run out of time and i don't actually write anything so Mm -hmm. i just give myself five minutes typically and i just write like word vomit my mind onto the paper and you know if i want afterwards i you know reflect on and edit it and things like that but for the majority of cases if you're actually being true to yourself and you know you're which is the whole point of journaling like writing the truth writing what you actually think you don't have like that much of a need to kind of edit it in the first place. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about um, about journaling. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a good way, I mean, like what you described there with giving yourself that hard time limit, it's a good way to enforce the building of that habit as well. Um, mm-hmm. By keeping yourself to just, like it encourages just showing up. Like you don't have to bear the burden of this giant essay that you want to, uh, to put to paper every time. It becomes a lot easier when, you know, you're more generous with yourself and realize, okay, well, as long as I get something down, this will be a successful session. And then, you know, mm-hmm. once you start building up the habit, that's when you can start really reaping the benefits of it. And yeah, I mean, just kind of touching on the the writing as a like mental weightlifting too. It's it's the exact same thing with how when you start cooking for yourself, you start to be a lot more cognizant of what you're cooking with, right? So you'll improve your 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 diet just because you're the one in charge of all the ingredients going into it. It's mm-hmm. the same way with when you start writing too. 
you're going to be a lot more cognizant of the information that you're putting in because that's the same thing that's going down onto paper, right? So mm-hmm. when you when you start writing it and when you start expounding on the the information that's in your head, that's when you start to check your own beliefs as well. Because then mm-hmm. when it's there, like staring you in the face, you realize like, wait, you know, this is kind of shallow. Like this doesn't really make sense. Like there has to be more to this. You lack the ability to keep writing on it. When you reach that dead end of the limits of your beliefs, that's when you got That's when you you give yourself an opportunity to start challenging them. And mm-hmm. there's this cool quote from Jeff Bezos too. People who write a lot also listen a lot. They also change their mind a lot. Not necessarily with new data, but sometimes reanalyzing the same data. They also work hard to disconfirm fundamental biases. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that's a great yeah quote. first principles thinking before right. This is a mm-hmm. an incredible tool to help cultivate that in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. I have I have actually have a bunch of tips on you know how to start writing and and kind of like why or like what are ways in which you can start journaling better. But uh, before we go through that, let's first convince these guys why they need to journal. And so we talked a little bit about you know kind of like the self reflective nature of journaling. But I think there's a ton of benefits um, to journaling. Um, in addition to that, that we should definitely go over. And so I have kind of a list of those. So we talked about, you know, the, the value of self-reflection and improving your writing ability. But I think one of the biggest things about journaling is um, it allows you to kind of track your goals and set goals as you go along. Mm-hmm. And so if you're starting something in the new year, um, journaling can really be one of those cornerstone habits that really forces you to reflect on the day and see if you've actually accomplished all the goals you've wanted mm-hmm. throughout the day and, and kind of have a living record of that. Because, you know, like you said, um, the whole thought of, I think that analogy with cooking was great because, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you only get out what you put in. So you start paying a lot more attention to what you put in. But if you're journaling at the end of every day and every day is a horrible day where you didn't like it and you didn't do anything productive uh, and you have to write that down at the end of the day, you're going to feel a little guilty. Right. And so I think it's a great tool to kind of, you know, force yourself into like better habits or, you know, just more positive routes of self-thinking. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that's one of the, the coolest things about um, journaling. But in addition to that, I think. It's extremely meditative in nature, and I'll talk a little bit on, on tips for starting. But typically, when I start um, journaling, I'll have like a one-minute period where I kind of just reflect on the day, and I don't really start writing yet, um, just because like you know uh, you have to know like what happened in the day before you actually start writing about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that gives me a chance to kind of go through you know what did I do this morning, what were some things that bothered me today, like what was one thing I was grateful for today, like that whole process is kind of like a meditative process in and of itself. And to be honest, like I haven't been as consistent with meditation as I, as I would like to be. Mm-hmm. But one thing that where I'm able to kind of pick up the slack on that is through journaling. And so even if you're not able to dedicate that specific time for meditation, journaling can really, really help with that, you know, meditation and self-reflective nature. Absolutely. And in addition to that, you know, the very process of reflecting on your day increases your memory. And there's actually some, you know, scientific studies to back this that show that, you know, journaling can actually very, very much improve your memory. And journaling is also, you know, an effective tool against preventing for Alzheimer's. And we're not saying if you journal, you'll never get Alzheimer's, you know, uh, obviously talk to your doctor if you have any issues with your memory. But one thing that journaling is just generally good for is improving your memory in that sense. Yeah. And one of the real benefits like one of the most beautiful and powerful things about getting to this habit and this is something i stole from uh, david perel who is hands down one of my favorite writers and like if you have twitter follow him on twitter it'll be one of the best choices you'll ever make but yeah it, this is kind of just building on your point but he says that writers engage with reality like it's a full contact sport 
It's a collision between your mind and the world. Writers really are professional observers. So when you know you're going to write, you change the way that you live. You can no longer just sleepwalk through life because the most powerful insights come from everyday experiences that people ignore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and there's beautiful quote. Yeah, yeah, and it's so so true because and I I think we mentioned the study before in the podcast as well, but people can spend roughly like 40% of their days just lost in thought. This almost half of your waking consciousness spent not even living the life that you're living, right? And mm-hmm. it's when you start doing like engaging in habits like this and even meditation too that you start to realize that there's such a richness and complexity to the world around you that so many people just gloss over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's like even something as how vibrant the colors of the leaves and fall are. You take you take a second to kind of observe that and you realize there's a universe in everything around you. And mm-hmm. I got a little more philosophical than I was intending to, but no, yeah, beautiful. it's just so beautiful. Honestly, like life becomes a lot more beautiful when you start to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, kind of going off of that, like you know, the whole the whole thing you mentioned about vibrancy, it fits in perfectly with journaling because journaling is actually proven to help make you more creative too. Mm. Um, and one of the reasons it's able to do that is because it allows you to just kind of explore those like mundane moments or you know things that you wouldn't have previously considered and just allows you to make conclusions based on that. And like really the essence of creativity is looking at data that, you know, or looking at in sensory input or whatever it is that other people have looked at or thought about for years and just coming up with new conclusions, coming up with new ways to manipulate it, coming up with new ways to kind of express it and and think about it. And Mm -hmm. I think that most people would find that, you know, through journaling, they're able to become more creative because every night or like, you know, every day or whatever time that you go through this journaling exercise, you kind of have to look at, you know, things in a different perspective and force yourself to make sense of, you know, seemingly disparate things into like one cohesive storyline. And I think that that super, super helps. And then finally, one of the benefits of journaling that I think is just really cool is it's just cool to look over when you're old. Like, yes, you know, if you're yes. ever, if you ever lead, lead a life of like super, super importance, like, you know, I'd want to write an autobiography or, you know, maybe hire a bi- bi- biographer to write one for me. Or even if you don't do that, like if you're 80 and you just want to look over like, what the fuck was I doing like this time when I was 23? It'd be like amazing to look back at, you know, those, those raw memories, like as they happen, not something Absolutely. that, you know, you're remembering from now because, you know, we mentioned this a ton of times on the podcast, but the process of remembering something actually modifies the memory itself in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you don't want to be doing that when you're 80 and haven't thought about something for like, you know, 40, 50 plus years, but actually doing it as it happens to you allows you to not only just process what's happening to you a lot more easily, but have that record and insight into your kind of like, you know, your own thoughts as something was happening further down the line. And I can't tell you how many times I've come across like, you know, a difficult situation. For example, when I first moved back to Cali in June, I looked over my journals from January and I was like, yo, I'm low-key feeling the same shit. Like I'm hella lonely. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't know where to go eat, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like going through my journal, like just kind of reaffirmed that like, yeah, you know, these things happen, but it's almost like being able to talk to someone who went through the same things you went to and getting some like actionable advice, but it's from like the best person possible. It's from you. Hopefully you understand yourself better than anyone else understands you. So, yeah. And it's, you're not, you're not remembering the memory itself. You're remembering the last time that you remembered the memory. So there's a loss Mm -hmm. in resolution every time you go through that process. That's such a good point. Uh, One of the things that, and I don't know, maybe some future advance and some black mirror like technology will help solve this, but 
I've always wanted to be able to have a conversation with my future self. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and I, I like, I like to say when people ask me for like a little bio about myself and stuff like that, I like to say, you know, I'm just basically spending my time trying to catch up to my future self. So it's it becomes easier if you have something concrete to work towards. But for now, I just have mm-hmm. this like general idea of who I want to be in the future, and of mm-hmm. course, I can't converse with that person right now. So the next best thing is giving future me an opportunity to converse with like me now, the me of today. And it's just and even like looking back on some of the journal entries that I've made from previous years, and I like to do a big year and year in review um, on New Year's Eve because. I don't know, man. Just like it's it's a completely arbitrary day, but it just mm. f- fills me with with this like nostalgia or like just makes me just dwell in this space of re- like uh, reflection. And so it definitely has a certain energy to it, you know, regardless of whether it's right that it should or it shouldn't. It's special. You know, yeah. It has that energy. It definitely. Yeah. So like I just take advantage of that and um, just kind of flesh out my thoughts think about how the year went and try and like recall some of my highlights so that, you know, when I look at it a couple of years down the line, I can see like, damn, you know, I can't believe I was so obsessed with this girl at this time. Like it, it, something <laughs> seems so like irrelevant in the future when it yeah. seems so huge um, in the present. So mm-hmm. it's just a great way to keep track of the growth that you have through life. Cause again, like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a nice thing to have. It's a nice thing to be able to look on your life and see like, damn, like, you know, I, I grew a ton. I met so many interesting people. I did so much in my life that I, you know, you probably forgot about. A lot of the highlights you have mm-hmm. today, you won't even come to your mind a couple of years down the line. So it's cool to look back in that. You know, com- imagine mm-hmm. like when you're a full-fledged engineer, maybe like your C-suite at some company you started up or whatever. <laughs> and then you look yeah. back when you were super hype about the Tesla internship that you got during your undergrad. Like those are just yeah. fond memories to look back on. That'd be amazing. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. There's so many like little moments and things that like make your day, but don't really make it into like long-term storage yeah. for your brain. Because, you know, we're finite creatures. We can only hold so much, but, you know, hopefully your memory's improving too with writing. Um, yeah, so I think those are just like, that was a great overview of kind of like some of the benefits of writing. But, you know, for, for those of you who are still looking for more, you know, convincing, I think one thing that I started to realize is that Journaling doesn't also just have to be personal. Like I personally use journaling for my personal purposes and personal growth and self-improvement and things like that. But journaling at at work is actually super, super important too because what it allows you to do is kind of like keep a track of what you've done um, and, you know, things you've made an impact in and really things you've, skills you've learned and allows you to kind of formulate a case for yourself. Like if if you're trying to get promoted or if you're trying to, you know, like vouch for yourself in any sort of situation like let's say you're an intermediate engineer and you're trying to make a history yourself on why you should become a senior like you have that record of things you've done and things you've learned and it kind of allows you to go over like you know am i just coasting at work am i you know actively self-improving like am i learning new technologies or even beyond that like forget it forget like promotions but am i enjoying the job i'm doing am i enjoying mm-hmm. my career um, is there a change I need to make? Am I being challenged enough for this? You know, maybe this company doesn't provide me with, you know, this and this and this that I value that we're at, like, you know, it's the point where I should go over somewhere else. And I think that's super, super important too. So keep in mind that, you know, journaling, while a very powerful personal tool, that personal realm can also bleed into the professional realm too. And so it's just like a great area habit to pick up. Yeah. I just wanted to like plug um, uh, Marcus Aurelius real quick too. Um, arguably, you know, the, 
the most powerful, if not one of the most powerful men in the world in history. Um, mm-hmm. Hands down, the most powerful man in the world at the time of his writing or at the time of his reign. Mm-hmm. But he, well, I guess somebody, I'm not sure who did it, but somebody exposed his journal. So that they were kind of snake for that. But honestly, <laughs> we are the benefactors for it or the beneficiaries for it. Um, he So his personal journal during the time of his reign was uh, like, I guess, plugged to the world now. And it is so fascinating to see the personal thoughts of someone who holds that much power mm-hmm. and to see how they maintain this ability to stay down to earth, to stay connected to their people, to stay abreast of any possible like problems in the, in his, uh, in his empire. Mm-hmm. It's all like, there's so much that goes into it and we can like we we're kind of like we're just regular people but we don't have to be kings or emperors to be able to leverage the lessons that he gained through his through his reign in order to plug it into our own lives too so i 100 percent recommend and one of my it's honestly one of my favorite books of all time um meditations by marcus aurelius so give it a read um you can see how someone like him uh journals and there's so many different ways you can do it and that's just one of the ways but mm-hmm. it's just to help you demystify it. Maybe if you're still struggling to wrap your head around it, you will not regret mm-hmm. it. I promise you that. Absolutely. And bonus points if you're into Stoicism at all, because it's definitely one of the works that inspired a lot of the Stoic philosophers and um, especially modern day Stoics like Tao is like one of the best reads. So Absolutely. if you're looking for, you know, some of that Stoic philosophy and we've done an episode on that too, which we <laughs> you know can link in the description. Um, definitely give that book a read. One of my favorite reads of the year um cool so let's go over some some tips for starting um if in case you know you've finally been convinced by our you know lengthy list of benefits and you want to get started i think one of the biggest tips or like one of the cool frameworks and and most effective frameworks that i've thought of for uh for journaling and this is like you know taken from a ton of different sources as well is kind of like the right framework so it's an acronym that goes with all the letters and write w-r-i-t-e W stands for what, what do you want to write about? R is review, reviewing and reflecting on what you want to write about. I is for investigating your thoughts and feelings. This is like the actual writing portion. Um, T is for timing yourself. So giving yourself a strict time limit, usually in the range of five to 15 minutes. And then E is for exiting, exiting smart, i.e. rereading what you said, you know, rereading kind of like what you wrote. And so, yeah, I guess we can go a little bit more in depth into that. But I think, you know, I mentioned previously sort of the meditative aspect of journaling. And I think that kind of goes with the W and the R where, you know, really what you want to do is reflect on your day, review what happened and really go into that meditative state and say, you know, what are the things of significance in this day? Like what things am I choosing to write down right now? Because really what you're doing there is like kind of an exercise in priorities, right? If you choose to write only about your career, you're prioritizing your career over everything else that's happening in your life. And that power of choice is extremely, extremely important. So it's not something that you should necessarily completely rush into. It's something that you should, you know, think about for a little bit and, and really be cognizant of that choice you're making. And so the W and the R, I think, are really, really important points. Yeah, I'll just get you to just run through your framework because I think I have a nice little mm-hmm. summary on um, how to get started with writing. So we'll go through yours. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then the I is for investigating your thoughts and feelings. And so obviously, you know, this is for the actual writing portion. So, you know, like, what was I thinking when this happened? Like, you've chosen what, you, you know, you've chosen some of the larger events uh, that you want to write about. But what were you thinking when that happened? And, and what were your feelings as that happened? And things yeah. like that. Really doing that self-reflective portion of yourself. The T we've already kind of explained, you know, timing yourself allows you to 
kind of like write your thoughts as they happen and not, you know, be your own mm -hmm. editor. And then finally, the E, the exiting smart. Um, I always try and reread at least once, like kind of what I've said throughout the day. And yeah, I think that that's like a pretty important uh, part of journaling in general, just because you want to complete that self-reflection and you want to make sure that that's an effective record of what mm -hmm. you've written. It doesn't necessarily have to go with any editing. Personally, I don't really edit at all when I write, unless I like backspace on like a spelling error or something like that. But um, I think that exit really has to be a smart exit. Yeah, and don't don't build it up in your head. I think like a lot of a lot of times when people are starting with this, they expect to get these profound insights out of their lives uh, when they're starting out. When that's you know that's a fallacy. They don't expect that. You're not going to be uh, you're not going to end up a modern day philosopher just with starting this, right? <laughs> Give it yeah. some time because you got to kind of crack the code there to figure out how to get comfortable in doing it. Because at first it might seem a little awkward. It might seem a little rigid. And that's just you trying to figure out how how to do this best for you. But mm -hmm. yeah, so again, I'm just stealing this from David Perel. Uh, he has a little blurb on how to start writing. And most writing advice is simple. He says, use stories to illuminate what you're trying to say. Write in short sentences make one point per sentence, communicate with a smooth and natural tone as if you're talking to a friend at a bar. If you have writer's block, you don't have enough notes. So rather than starting with a blank page, start with an abundance of notes. There you go. That's just about all you need to start writing well. And that's more so geared towards, you know, like writing as a whole, as opposed to just journaling. But again, like if you're struggling to, to kind of just get started, this can help you give you like I guess a, a rubric to work within. And once you get good at journaling, one of the best choices you can probably make for yourself is to start writing publicly. So don't just write for yourself. Share your ideas by publishing them online. And writing in public is like inviting guests to your house for dinner. And you got to clean and double check everything. And just like when you cook a meal for your guests, you try harder when others are watching and your reputation is, stake, is at stake. I mean, James Clear... Um, from of, of Atomic Habits fame uh, also says if you wish you would take something more seriously do it publicly social pressure forces you to up your game which is great advice for that too if you want to become a great writer nothing will get you faster than a the fear of criticism from people online and b the feedback that you can get from those people online which can help you to improve mm -hmm. your your the process of your writing tremendously faster and once you get start mm -hmm. getting good at that, you know, people are going to start dishing not the dollars for you to, you know, write little bits, <laughs> of them, bits and pieces for them, too. That's the goal for everyone, you know, get get that medium sponsorship, you know. make some money off your articles. You know, yeah. I made like three dollars off my last article. So, you know, I'm balling, got like a K views. <laughs> uh, so maybe the payout system isn't quite there yet, but there's definitely, you know, a place in, and a time for for writing and a market for writing. So if you're good at that, you know, it's a skill you can definitely use. And. I think that what you said about, you know, writing in public is so yeah. powerful because in tech, we talk about a lot about building yeah. in public. Uh, building in public is something that, you know, so many startups have started to embrace as just a way in which you can kind of document the process. Number one, making things easier for other people, mm -hmm. you know, somebody else who, you know, is thinking of starting something but doesn't really know how can follow along your thought process and, and really, you know, maybe demystify that sort of um um, journey. But in addition to that, what it allows you to do is gain critique from everyone. You know, if you're saying, hey, you know, I just made this decision, we're going to go with this, you know, we're thinking about reaching out for funding this way, then, you know, you get critique on that in every step of the way. And so journaling and writing is the exact same process. And I think there's something to be said about every, every perspective, you mm -hmm. know, and it kind of lends you this 
as I guess validation that your perspective is valid because you know you'd be surprised at how many people want to tune into what you write mm-hmm. like before writing about my internships and stuff like I didn't think anyone would want to hear about that I didn't even consider myself a, a good writer and I think writing about those things and putting them online like really showed to me that there is an audience that can derive some benefit from this and that audience isn't necessarily the whole entire world the audience isn't necessarily every single person I admire but the, the audience is still real people who devi- derive some real benefit from it. And, you know, if you can provide that back out into the world, comes for comes with a lot of karma points. So, yeah, it's, you know, not, never a bad thing to It's super interesting how writing online will shrink the world. Like, it makes it so much mm. easier for people to find you. And, you know, until now, like, the internet has really been about connecting with people kind of like in the past, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, and finding things that people have wrote previously. But now if you're putting your own writing online, it can connect you with people in your future. You know, it's finding like the mm-hmm. future opportunities for you because it's already there. So all people to do is just stumble upon it. And all it has to do is just resonate mm-hmm. with the right person. And then boom, you got a new opportunity on your hands. So it's really, exactly. it's really inspiring I, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of the scariest things that people think about are like, oh, like if I'm writing things public, you know, what if I get called out on this or like canceled on that? And I think there is like kind of a role for that fearfulness, but like, you know, we, we talk a lot about this podcast about paranoia versus paranoia, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, people are always paranoid about these things, but what if you're paranoid about these things, you know, like you're unrealistically optimistic that, you know, by some chance, somebody will see something that you've written like, you know, two, three years ago and they thought it was really good and they actually reach out to you or and give you an opportunity or, you know, connect with you in some way that, you know, ends up benefiting both of you because of something you've written. And I think it's a lot more interesting to focus on that. And let's be honest, you know, most of us aren't living extremely controversial lives where that that stuff kind of comes into play in the first place. Yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean, like, again, like, that's if that isn't inspired to start, I don't know what will. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we went over just a quick, I guess, summary, unless do you have any final thoughts before that. No, I think that was, uh, oh yeah, that was that was kind of my summary. Yeah, so, I mean, we went over some of the inspirations to start writing, some of the reasons why you should start writing, um, some tips that you can use to concretely start um, that practice of journaling, and hopefully mm-hmm. we can st- start seeing some more people writing in public after this, because, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I would like to think that you're a pretty smart person, but I might be biased, <laughs> I don't know. A little biased, just a yeah. little bit, you know. But yes, thank you again, folks, for tuning in to yet another episode. Um, we will plug some of the the uh, resources that we mentioned in the description, including the David Perel article that I cited a couple of times here. And uh, Leah, let us know. Like Once you start writing, just ping us, and we'd be happy to either edit or give your piece a read. If you liked the episode, follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Our website was built by Face Solutions, logo designed by Charmeni, and music by Wonderly Music. Thank you for listening.